My days working, taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy. Search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for... Here we go, here we go, here we go! Kickoff. With Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's knows home improvement. All right, welcome in. It is week. I don't know what to call it because we have this two-week gap for the Super Bowl. Is it Pro Bowl week? Who knows? Boomer, welcome. What's going on? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great, Mike, and I uh, got my picks right last week, so I'm very, very happy. And uh, those games were, were uh, I would say, crazy for a lot of different reasons. We were in Baltimore. It was misting. It was cold. And so many crazy plays that could have flipped the game one way or the other. Uh, ultimately flipped it to Kansas City. And I know you being a Detroit guy and having to live through everything that went on between the Lions and the 49ers, it had to be a pretty, uh, I I would think it's probably a pretty uh, volatile week out there in Detroit. Yeah, it it has. And I mean, okay, look, let's start with Detroit and the Niners and we'll get to the Ravens thing second. We'll go reverse order because the Ravens thing also features you fighting crime, which I I still need to understand what happened here. (laughs) So let's let's just get into it. So it's a tale of two halves. I mean, the Lions came out in the first half. They looked like the best team in football. They absolutely bodied the Niners. And I mean, it was not close. When you see a game flip the way it flipped, what was your perspective on, okay, Lions just walked into San Francisco. They are destroying this team to now wait. This game's tied. Like, in your mind as a former player, I mean, what the hell happened at halftime? And then where do you think it flipped? All right, so it's not so much what happens at halftime. It's what happens in the body of the game when the game flips and the momentum flips. I've been a part of some good comebacks and some really bad comebacks being on the other end of it, being the spike game when I was with the Jets and it was Dan Marino faking a spike and he came all the way back, I think, from 17 or 20 points down to come back and beat us in a regular season game. So you actually feel it as a player. You feel it as a coach on the sideline about how the momentum is going to shift in the game. Now, for me, it's pretty easy to say after the fact, I knew at at the moment that he went for it on fourth and two, after the 49ers came out and kicked the field goal to start the second half, as opposed to attempting the field goal there and then having the ball or the pass dropped or maybe a poor throw from Jared Goff, I felt like that was the moment in the second half where the game flipped because right after that, San Francisco went down and scored. And you could feel it coming and it building and momentum shifting. And all of a sudden, the San Francisco defense started to play better. And then there was turnovers. And then there was the Brandon IU catch. There's a lot of crazy things that were happening in this game where all of a sudden, the momentum shifted. And I think yeah. Dan Campbell pressed the gas pedal to help that shift, you know, kind of get moving. And here, okay, so here's, that's been, look, I know nationally the easy narrative is you just power bomb the coach. I, 
the problem is for people, not you, Boomer, but for people that are not familiar with the Detroit Lions or if that was their first real exposure to them, that's Dan Campbell. That's how they got here. I mean, wild card round, Rams, he didn't take field goal. Fourth down, you know, I think it was at the six-yard line. They went for it, threw a touchdown to Sam Laporta. It won them the game. Did the same thing against Tampa. This is what they've done all year. You know the Lions, Boomer, this was the fascinating part. Now, I, I, I was on record with my listeners in Detroit, and you know me. You know me well enough. When the Niners open a half kicking, taking the three and cut it to 14, I'm going to answer with the three, and I'm going to go back up 17 and go, congratulations, we've wasted now eight minutes of the third quarter and you've gained no ground on me. That's me. But Dan Campbell, the Lions in the year led the league going for it. So in fourth and three or shorter, plus territory, the Lions went for it 21 times. Do you know how many times they got it? 17. They were elite at it. So it wasn't surprising that he did it. And here's the thing. While it wasn't the best throw, that's a ball That's a ball. Josh Reynolds will catch a million times out of a million. He didn't catch it. So then, then you go later in the game. Now this is the one that I think you can really criticize, and I want your perspective on this. You're down three in the NFC title game. Seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Everything, Boomer, you just talked about had transpired. Now you're down three. All the good vibes are gone. The Lions are sitting there at the 30-yard line. Now, I I, I will never call a pressure kick like that a chip shot, but it's not a 55-yarder either. Boomer, when they went for it there, that's where I go, oh, boy. What, What are we doing here? Now, what was your view on that one? Which, by the way, from the math is a coin flip. It was about a 0.2% advantage going versus not. That's negligible to me. Let's live in the real world, not a calculator. I'm kicking the field goal to try to tie it. You? Yes, 100%. I'm, I'm kicking a field goal there, too. And, and again, you know, Dan and the guys are standing on the sideline, and they can feel the shift, the momentum. Believe me, it's real. And you feel it. You know it. You can sense it. The question that I would have, and maybe you would know this better than me, does yeah. he trust his kicker? Now, we're all assuming yeah. that the kicker's going to come out and kick and make the field goal. So yeah. I, I think the, the one on the 46-yard uh, one earlier for the 46-yard field goal earlier in the second half to go back up 17 is a little bit easier than yes. this highly pressurized kick right here that we're asking him to uh, complete. So short answer, no. I don't think they do because, remember, they started the year with Riley Patterson. Then they went to Badgley. Now, Badgley, for his career, do what you want with this, between 40 and 49 yards is a 77% hit rate. Now, I know, on the road, NFC title game, you probably throw the percentages out the window. But, no, I don't think they do. But, Boomer, look, he damn near went for it end of the first half. You saw him right next to the line, Judge, oh, yeah. going how far away. Right. I, I, look, there are people here in Detroit disappointed he settled for the three there, and the thought process is, hey, he settled there and he wasn't going to settle again. I don't I don't like it when coaches do that stuff. Every decision has to be its own set of circumstance. But yeah, no, it, it's it's been a hot topic. You know, so, the one thing I, the one thing I do want to bring you back to, however, is the yeah. week before when they were playing the Bucks and we were talking about how the game was ending and how Todd Bowles kind of gave up and Dan Campbell said, you know, we didn't take care of the ball right. We should have run out the clock at the end of the game. You remember that discussion? 
Yes, and he was terrible late in this one. Right, so I was saying to you after that show that we did last week that somewhere along the line, Dan Campbell's got to figure these decisions out, and they got to be yeah. a lot cleaner and a lot more sound as, as opposed to being reckless. So I yeah. love aggressive. I don't like reckless. And especially when you get this late into the season and this deep into the playoffs, the guy standing on the other side is no joke. That's a coach that knows what the hell he's doing. So you got Kyle Shanahan over there. This week, you know, it's Andy Reid and it's Kyle Shanahan. It was John Harbaugh last week that made some decisions that were a little bit questionable. But this is where the coach really does have a profound impact on the game and his decision-making. All right. It's, it's a great segue. The only thing I was going to say about Campbell, too, is running the football, using a timeout you can't use, and now if I don't get the onside kick, the game is over. That was actual malpractice. Yes. I think you can debate the field goals and, and, and the accelerator. You can't debate what went down at the end of that game. That's that right. But, but who is that? So the decision to run the ball is basically Ben, you know, the Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator. Sure. Um, uh, but the decision not to kick a field goal is goes back to, you know, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. I mean, like, you got to exactly. throw the ball, and, and it's got to be in the end zone, and it's got to be incomplete to stop the clock, or it's got to be a touchdown. Or if you run it, you got to have fire drill, field goal on the field, because I have to preserve those timeouts at all exactly. costs. Exactly. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of things that went wrong here on the Detroit Lions Big side time. of things, and they helped the comeback by some of the decisions they made and some of the plays that they did make. And remember, Reynolds also drops a pass over the middle that hits him in the chest. I think that was was on third down. And that's the problem. The calls were good, Boomer. Yes. It's just the result wasn't, and that's where you end up where you're like, look, you don't get to cry when it doesn't work. You can say, well, I didn't like what they did. The problem is no one could critique what they did. The players are open. You know, the interesting interesting thing, I told you about the spike game that I played in. That's what they nicknamed it here. The Dolphins come all the way back. And to stem the tide of of momentum that the Dolphins had in that game, I remember a decision that I made that I was going to try to force the ball down the field and try to get a big play to get the momentum back on our side. And the ball tipped off my receiver's hands. I, I, I overthrew him. It was a bad throw on my part. And it got picked off, I think, by A.J. Brown, I think it was. And I remember walking to the sideline and Pete Carroll looking at me saying, I think you were overly aggressive there. And I said, you know, Coach, I I understand. I was just trying to stem the tide of momentum. And, you know, so I understand what the the Detroit Lions coaches and players were trying to do. But sometimes you try to do too much and it ends up coming back, back to bite you in the ass, which... Happened to us that fateful day against Miami, and it happened to Detroit in this game against the 49ers. All right, let's go to the Ravens and Chiefs, and I'll just look. I I, I stand by it. I understand some people view me that I'm anti-Lamar. Well, here we are again. I, I don't know what the Ravens were doing. Comprehensively, I didn't understand the game plan on either side of the ball. Now, I get it. You can't go crazy blitzing Mahomes. There's no one in history better against it. But the Ravens' defense early was so passive and then offensively, wow, we're just going to drop back and uh, Lamar's going to what, process, go through progressions? Oh, you mean things he's never really done? I, Boomer, I have no understanding of the Ravens' performance top down. None. Well, I think early on they wanted to get Lamar into the game throwing the ball. Uh, I will say that in this, in this particular game, there was one play that did basically stem the tide of the whole game. Now, I know Lamar sacked and fumbled, not that one, not the final interception. It was the Zay Flowers fumble. 
because if Zay Flowers scores right there, and believe me, I'm in the building, I can feel it, that momentum shift is going to be monumental. And I think if, if Zay Flowers scores there, Baltimore has a really good chance to win this game. But with that fumble and that great play by uh, Legereus Need to pop it out right before the goal line, that to me was the play of the game that saved the game for the Chiefs. Yes, but okay, fair. But here's the problem. If you take the totality of an entire game, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Boomer. The Ravens offense was completely owned by Spags. Spagnolo had a master class here. He was going to make Lamar hold the football. You're going to beat me with your arm. And again, Every playoff loss, I, I really nerded out on this, and shame on me, Boomer. You can judge me. But every playoff loss coincides with Lamar's and the Ravens' offense' worst performance of the year. You know, it happens once, it happens, right? Twice, all right, maybe. Boomer, at a certain point, this is who you are now. Now, I get it. The Zay play, momentum, they're men, not machines. But, Boomer, you you watched the same game I did. You ju- you were just wearing a more stylish jacket. <laughs> the, the, this guy in another big spot cannot drop back and beat people. That's right. Can't do and, it. And that's exactly what Spagnuolo did. So he either rushed five or six. The lane integrity on the rushes was really up, uh, to try to get Lamar to go outside as opposed to up the middle and take off that way. The other thing, too, I went back and I watched the, the, uh, the tape, and I counted at least 17 of the 37 dropbacks where he either just ran around, got yep. sacked, uh, avoided a sack and took off and played, you know, like what we like to call schoolyard ball. Just drop back and let's see if we can be the best athlete we can be on the field and beat them that way. And, you know, the athletes in today's game are just too fast, too big, and too smart. And I think uh, Steve Spagnuolo did a masterful job. But, again, it is it comes back to Lamar processing and making the decisions and getting the ball out of his hands. You know, a couple times, you know, where he did get the ball out of his hands – and he was throwing the ball down the field. He was throwing it out of bounds. Yep. <laughs> so, I, but it's, it, this is, but Boomer, this is this is just where I get tired again. This is not a, a me and you thing. It's 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 a media at large thing, and it's okay. You're out of excuses. Oh, we're going to bring in Todd Monk, and we're going to tailor an offense around you. You demand we sign OBJ. Done. We're going to use a first round pick. We're going to hit a home run for you. Zay Flowers is a stud. Done. You don't have just one great tight end. You got two. You got the running game. You got the offensive line. We're done here now. Like, at a certain point, you got to own this. You can win all the MVPs you want with these October matinee performances, but you will never be 
with the upper echelon of quarterbacks. Not eh, who cares what I think. I'm just saying for people like me, this is why I don't put you with Mahomes. This is why you're not Aaron Rodgers. This is why you're a cut below, because this is how it always ends. It's death, taxes, and Lamar showing his ass in the playoffs. Now I will I'm, say, I, I'm tired I, of it, right? I, I and I understand that, and it is frustrating. And, and believe you me, when when you're there and you see it in person, he's busting his ass. He's trying to win. He, there's some things that he's he is incapable of. And one of the things that really bothered me about the last interception was like the lack of situational awareness awareness yep. so and the awareness is is they have to score twice and they are in field goal range now the interception happened on second down and it was basically the coverage was covered to man underneath and if you're if you're going to throw it to the guy that he threw it to you have to throw it to him much quicker because you can't allow the safeties to drop into the middle to make it look like you're throwing it into triple coverage so because he threw it late and because he basically uh, was was looking at his intended receiver the whole time, those safeties didn't have to worry about the ball coming down the sideline. Do you remember when they played the Miami Dolphins earlier in the year, he backed up left-handed, even though he's right-handed, and then threw back against cover two to one of the wideouts. And I think the safety, I forget who it was, the safety for the Dolphins said, man, I've never seen a play like that. I, didn't, I can't imagine that somebody could ever do that. And they never tried that against – the Kansas City Chiefs, and throwing that ball late down the middle like where he did tells me that he lost the awareness of where he was in the game. All right, a lot more to cover. We'll get to all of it next. Kickoff, Boomer and Valeni, Casamigos, the smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the entire family of Casamigos tequila, the Reposado, Añejo, Blanco, Cristalino, or the Mezcal. It's Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. Casamigos tequila reminds you to please celebrate responsibly.